Good morning. Welcome to Contact on Connect FM. I'm your host, Michael Clement. This morning's guest here live with me is Sean May, who will be sharing his story and his life of redemption. Contact on Connect FM is brought to you in part by our friends at Community County Services for local family-based mental health. Hi folks, are you having problems with your child at home? Is their behavior a problem? Are you at your wit's end? If so, call us for more information. Community County Services, we provide family-based mental health. Call for information at 371-8066. We work to help you keep your family together in a healthy way. Community County Services, 371-8066. Welcome back to Contact on Connect FM. I'm your host, Michael Clement. This morning, my guest is a good friend. Uh, his name is Sean May, and because of our scheduling here at Contact, uh, I've been unable to have you on, so I appreciate you uh, moving around your schedule, Sean. I have you in here today. As you know, we spend a good amount of time on this program talking about local issues and how it's affecting people. One of those issues, sadly, are drugs and how it's hurting our community and ruining the lives of many people, even here locally, just right here in Dubois. Uh, So I've invited you on to kind of just share your story and who you are and how you became who you are today with us. So thank you for coming on. Uh, Thanks for having me, Michael. Um, well, you've already introduced me. Uh, I'm 41 years old. I grew up in uh, Brockway, Pennsylvania, graduated in 1999. And at a young age, you know, I had some learning barriers and stuff. So I was on medication to help me do well in school. But um, the medications were good to an extent, but in other ways, they caused me to, to self-isolate. And uh, I really didn't want to be around other people. But um, as I got older, you know, in 10th, 11th grade, I started running with the wrong crowd, uh, started smoking marijuana at around 17 years old, got into some other things. And um, when I graduated high school, I ended up moving to uh, Dubois where I was working and, you know, but I was still living pretty reckless. A lot of my friends were getting arrested. Um drugs were an issue then and uh so early on i made the decision in 2013 to join the united states army so i left for basic training on july 4th and uh went and served my country and while i was in the military i met my my wife and um my first wife i was married for 13 years to her but in that process, you know, I been I went to Iraq a couple times, and uh, ended up with a knee injury uh, towards the end of my second deployment, and things began to go downhill pretty fast. Um, because during that whole process, I had uh, began to use pain pills um, for my knee injury to like try to cope with you know, the pain, but what it was doing was really putting a bandaid on some, some depression that I was going through because I lost a real close friend on my second tour to Iraq. And so the pain pills were kind of like a coping mechanism for me to just make it through life. Uh, So when I actually, you know, had to go back under the knife again for the second time, you know, I continued taking these pain pills and things began to spiral out of control 
um, to the point where it began to affect my um, performance at work. And finally, I was given an option while I was still in the army that either I had to deploy or I was going to have to be put out of the military on a medical discharge. Now, mind you, all this time, my marriage at that time was was in really bad shape. But, you know, I, I had to make a decision. So I got out of the military and um, in 2013 and the thing what I was telling myself was, you know, I was on these pain pills. I just said, you know, at the end of the six month time that I have left after getting out of the military, that's when my insurance was going to expire. I said, well, I'll just quit using the pills within that time and I'll be okay. But that was not the case. I actually used more of them. And then when my insurance ran out, I'll never forget it. But, um, the feeling that came over me was like, I kind of came to the realization that I have a problem. Um, but I didn't stop using the drugs. I actually switched over to heroin. And um, that's when things really started going downhill to where I was, you know, I was in bad shape. Um, I was using a lot of this stuff and I couldn't get out of bed in the morning without being sick. Now, um, so... I began to uh, realize that I needed help, but I really didn't know how to get out of this mess. You know, I, I for the most part, I kept it a secret because um, I didn't really like to open up with a lot of people. Um, so I just continued to use the drugs. And uh, one night I was out late and I came home and my wife and two sons um, were packing their bags and they were out. And that was the day before Thanksgiving on, uh, in 2014. And at that point I hit almost hit my rock bottom moment to where, um, I started to become suicidal. I wanted to die, but wasn't bold enough to actually end my own life. I would just pray a prayer. One night I prayed, I said, God, I'm miserable. I hate life. Would you just take me out of this world? And, you know, I actually asked God to do that for me, but I didn't realize that he had a different plan for me. So, um, so my wife and kids, they're gone. I'm full blown addicted. I'm just a lot of stuff happened that I'm not going to go into cause we'll be on here way too long and that's not a good thing. But, um, so my wife and kids leave me and here I am rock bottom. I'm just a mess. And somebody had told me about a program called Teen Challenge. And they were up here in uh, Reynoldsville, Pennsylvania at the Gospel Center. And my parents had heard about, had heard these guys come and share their testimony. And so they told me about this program when I was up here. And at the time, I really wasn't interested in it. But um, it was in the back of my mind that, you know, but I just wasn't there yet. Well, anyway, some time had passed and I fell further and further into addiction in and out of jail. And, um, so one morning I was withdrawing from heroin when I was in the shower, I was just hating life. And I remember getting out of the shower, laying on this cold tile floor, just, I can remember the feelings of the whole thing to where 
I just felt a peace come over me in that bathroom at that time. And I heard a voice say, call your mother and tell her you want to go into teen challenge. So I did. And I just allowed myself to just be honest that I need help. And so I left for that program in, um, 2014, September 19th, 2014, I entered into the program in uh, North Carolina. And I just remember pulling down that driveway, feeling so hopeless, feeling and I'd lost my wife, I had lost my kids, my house, everything. And up to this point, I didn't have any hope. You know, I believe in God. I believed in him. You know, I'm a preacher's kid. I've grown up in the church. I've gone to youth group and everything, but I didn't have a relationship with God. I didn't understand what it meant to be truly born again, to be a Christian, to be a Christ follower. So here I am, I go into this program and I'm greeted with some of the most sweetest people I've ever met in my life. And they began to just love me where I was. And so I started this program and on September 19th is the last day I used any drugs. On September 21st, I gave my life to, to Jesus Christ and made him my Lord and Savior. And throughout the program, I began to learn how to pray. I began to learn how to read my Bible. I began to, you know, when I'm going through things, to find a mentor, to talk it through. And I, I really began to, to, to be you know, who God called me to be. There's a scripture I want to share. It's at second Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone and the new is here. So that old life that I used to live as a, as a useless drug addict, a liar, a thief, uh, a rotten husband, all that stuff, I, I put to death and I'm a new creation now. And it's been a process. You know, um, I'm very active within the community. Not now, now that God has delivered me from drug addiction, now my desire is to reach out into the communities and provide hope. And uh, something I want to say about our, our churches and what we can do. See, when we become born again, we receive a gift and that's the Holy Spirit. And we have to learn how to allow the Holy Spirit to work within the walls of our churches, but also within our, within our, within our daily lives, because the Holy Spirit is who empowers us to want to go out and make a difference in the community. So when the church comes together and we pray and there's unity, we get sent out and we walk in the giftings that, that, uh, the Holy Spirit has given us. And that's how we reach to pe- the people that are lost. That's how we minister to the broken. And um, my desire is to see people get set free, not just drug addicts, but uh, I'm an evangelist. So my desire is to just see people allow Christ to transform them. But if we don't go, who will? You know, that's why it's so important that for those of you out there listening under the sound of my voice that that have gone through this, I encourage you to step out of your comfort zone and to uh, to share with people because you really never know what's going to happen when you step out and take that first step. Um, 
God has such a beautiful plan for you. It's There is hope, and his name is Jesus Christ. He is the only hope that this world has to offer. There, we, we can look to money. You know, we can look to, you know, just about anything you could think of that the world looks to. But in the end, the only person, the only thing that's going to matter is that relationship with Jesus. And um, I'm just, I'm honored to be able to share this story. And uh, throughout this whole process, you know, there's a passage in the Bible that, this, that says that that the Lord will restore what the locusts have eaten. Um, I'm seeing that right now. I'm seeing that God, you know, he gave me a new wife. You know, I've, I love my wife. She understands what I've been through and she's been through the same thing. So um, I'm just so honored from where, where God has brought me to. And uh, I know that there's so much more um, in store for the future. So um, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep on walking with Jesus and sharing sharing my story with the hopes that people will um, reach out and say, you know what? Um, I'm more interested now than I've ever been to what you're talking about. Yeah, and Sean, you've talked uh, about this uh, with me. We've had private conversations which we won't go into but like maybe you can expand for us like what has God restored in your life through this you do have a new wife you have a new life you're you're working you live here in the Dubois community um, you're always looking for ways to give back to our community to help people and maybe you can expand on some ways that if you do need help today uh, what that looks like I know you know some great programs around the state Okay. I do. I do. There's a few of them. Um, so when you become a Christian, you know, you, it's important to be mentored. It's, in, it's important to get into um, a routine. And uh, what helped me is going through a program like Teen Challenge where they, uh, they taught us how to pray and they taught us how to read the Bible because these are fundamentals as a Christian that we need to have. And um, there are programs out there right now. If someone is hearing this, if you are struggling, we can get you into a program right now at no cost to you um, to where you'll begin to be discipled. You'll, you'll begin to understand what it means. And see, you can be a Christian and still have a lot of baggage in your life. Well, when you go through something, uh, the process of healing and deliverance, God begins to heal those areas in your life and to where you can truly say that you're free because you can you can be a Christian and still be in bondage to a lot of things in your life. But when you learn how to pray, when you learn how, you know, the importance of reading your Bible and, you know, sharing your testimony, um, you know, that's when God's going to begin to use you because you're going to step out and um, I'm just, you know, there is hope. There is hope for everyone that is caught in this lifestyle. I really encourage you to, to look me up on social media. Um, look up my good friend, Justin Buchanan. Yeah. Send a little shout out to him because that's my best friend. And we've been through, you know, a lot together. Um, so we're not, we're not doing this single handed. Like we work together within the community and there's more people out there. Um, but you got to reach out. You got to tell someone, don't, don't continue to, to believe the lies that, that nobody cares because people do care. I think that's important. I think there's, 
even when we had Justin on, uh, the idea that people do care uh, that if they did reach out to Sean May today that you would answer and you would have some advice for them, mm -hmm. right? I mean, um, you have taken people. We don't have to get into the personal stories, but you have taken people places, even recently, right? Yeah, just uh, just a couple days ago, we we uh, I'll share a little bit. This is this is how simple it is. You know, we we met a homeless lady in the park, and she had no place to go, and she struggled with a little bit of a uh, you know alcohol addiction. But in a matter of a day, a day and a half, we found a program in Pittsburgh that took her in, and uh, they they just began to love on her. And but it's just. As simple as reaching out. If you see someone, if you know someone that is caught in addiction, we just have to reach out to them. We just have to say, you know, hey, I don't know your whole story, but what can I do for you to help you? You know, what can I, can I pray with you? You know, that's really what we just need to do. We just need to reach out to people and tell them that there is hope. There is hope. Yeah, and one thing that we were talking about, um, and maybe you can expand on this for us too, um, fentanyl has now become the number one killer in America, which is just mind-boggling to me uh, when you think of all the other things that people fight, whether it be cancer or heart issues or any other health issue you can think of that have always been listed. Now it's fentanyl. Um, we were talking that it's changed, right? A lot has changed in the world today. Like... Some people think, oh, if I just smoke this joint, it's not the same anymore. It just isn't. Do you want to expand on that? We've had that conversation. Yes. Um, so to sum up, things are a lot different than back in 2010, 11, 12 that, that they are now. Um, first off, addiction is like the devil's playground. And it's his desire to kill it's his goal to kill as many people as he possibly can. And things have progressed over, over 10 years, maybe even longer back. It started to change to where now I, and I don't say this kind of stuff too often, but I would be scared to death to put anything in my body. That's, that's on the streets right now, because when I dabbed around and messed around with this stuff, when I was younger, you knew you kind of had an idea of the outcome. You know, there weren't as many overdoses, overdoses taking place. But now with this fentanyl that's going around, you know, it's more, more important now than ever that if you have kids or grandkids to, to sit them down, talk with them about what's going on right now, because they may not watch the news. They may not understand the dangers of fentanyl. But it is absolutely deadly, and it is taking the lives of so many people right now. And I believe it's demonic in nature, but it's our job as Christians to just keep praying, keep praying against the, the attacks of the enemy because he does come. He is like a lion who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So he doesn't care about your children. He doesn't care about your you know, your family. He, he wants to kill them. And um, But... But those of us who've, who have made it through, who are um, walking this path with Jesus, we can overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Yeah, I think you and Justin both uh, have powerful stories and have both overcome those things. And 
What would you say to people today if they're struggling right now? Like if somebody in Dubois is using today or they're addicted to something, what do you say to them? What I say is reach out today. Reach out because there are people that understand what you're going through. You're speaking to one and I can point you to two or three others right now that I know that would be able to help you, but do not give up. Do not reach out. Isolation is the worst thing. Just please reach out to someone to get the help. Yeah, definitely extremely important. And when we return, we're going to come back to you and uh, maybe you can share with us uh, what advice you would give to people today. Contact on Connect FM is brought to you in part by our friends at Lifespan Family Services, located in the Dubois Mall for local adoption and foster care services. Each day in Pennsylvania, there's at least 15,000 children taken from their homes due to abuse or neglect. Foster parents provide homes to these needy children. Lifespan Family Services trains, supports, and compensates foster parents to address this problem. Call Lifespan Family Services today at 375-1314 or drop in at the Dubois Mall or at Lane Avenue in Punxsutawney. Lifespan Family Services, helping people help children every day. 375-1314. Welcome back to Contact on Connect FM. I'm your host, Michael Clement. We're in just a great conversation and a very powerful story from Sean May. Sean, thank you again for coming on, but I just, uh, we've got about three or so minutes. I'd like to get your closing thoughts and what you'd like to say to our community this morning. Closing thoughts are, you know, I'm not the person that I was, but it took a, it took a while for me to get to where I am. But for those of you out there that don't understand your purpose, that don't understand your call as to, you know, why you're even here. Um, I just want to encourage you that, that Jesus loves you. <clears throat> Jesus loves you and he has a plan for your life. Reach out. Don't be scared to step out of your comfort zone and share because Jesus sees where you're at, but he also sees your future and he wants to help you get there. And I just want to pray a real quick prayer blessing. So everyone under the sound of my voice, I just pray right now in the name of Jesus, if there's anyone struggling, that you would reach out today, that they would reach out and share their hurts, their habits, their hangups, Lord, so that they can begin the process of getting the help that they need. So we just give you all the glory and all the praise, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Yes, and we appreciate that. We appreciate you coming on. Any uh, positive thoughts that you would like to share with uh, the community as far as like how far you've come and like this can be really real for people today if they want to reach out to either you or I or here at Connect FM, we're happy to connect them to you. Yeah, just, um, you know, I'm in my 10th year of recovery, almost 10th year right now, but it's taken time. It's taken, you know, for me to have to um, have mentors in my life. So if you don't have somebody that you can trust, like he said, connect, reach out to to uh, somebody that, that um, either myself or Justin Buchanan or even Michael Clement, and he can, you know, point us in the right direct, point you to us, and, um, and we can get you the help that you need. But um, 
But yeah, Jesus loves you guys, and he has a plan for you. So, um, you know, I look back, and I just, I'm not the person that I was before. I'd have people say, I can't even imagine that you were ever a drug addict. Well, sometimes I say that to myself, like, because of the radical transformation that's taking place. But he didn't, God didn't just do it for me. He can do it for you. He can do it for anybody else. Um, I'm not his favorite. Um, he doesn't have any favorites. Hmm. So um, it's been an honor to share with you guys. Yeah. And, yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. And uh, to our listeners, if you do need help or you know someone who needs help, please reach out. But we'll see you next week on Contact on Connect FM. Thanks for coming on.